You've got it tuned to The Rendezvous. Bonsoir, bonjour, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. We talk about love, we talk about relationships. You can call me 855-905-8255 if you have a question about your romantic life. Or you can also email me at therendezvousshow.com. I don't know if you read this article. There is a very interesting article that came out in the Wall Street Journal a few days ago called Marriage from a Distance. And it was all about how more and more, because of job offers, American people, us, have to decide whether we take the job and leave our wife and husband in a different town or not. And you will be surprised by what people do, how they do it, and if it's working or not. And I'll tell you that next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. Marriage from a distance. So there's this article in the Wall Street Journal that was fascinating a couple of days ago that said that the practice of married people living apart is up 44% since 2000. Now, 4 million of us, 4 million American people that are married are living in separate residences, and I mean separate state, than their husband or wife's or partner. But that will bring then the main question, can it work, right? So if you think of it, if you're in a committed relationship or if you're married right now, think, would you be able to make it work if your husband or wife or partner said, hey, I got a great job on the other side of the country, are you okay with it? Well, more and more of us are okay with it because we want to make more money and, and we think we can make it work. And then it leads to the question, which is, how do you make it work? right? How do two people living in two different towns make it work? The downside of this is obviously temptation, loneliness, lack of physical contact, lack of warmth, and a certain lifestyle that includes, you know, missing your partner a lot. The upside is that apparently, according to this article, well, the ooh life is much better because when you see each other again, you're way more excited you prepare more, so it's like going on a date. Your partner comes back, and then it's very exciting. Way less fight because you're away, so there's not the cluttering of the chores in the house and all this, right? And the communication is way, what would I say, way more intimate. So that's the plus and the minus. Now you think of this. Could you make it work if it was your situation? I, if you want to know what I think, I've answered that question. Go to my podcast, La Confession on Ahat Radio, and I discussed with my two producers, Jill and Trisha, if yes or no, we could make it work, living a total separate life from our partners and be happy with it. You'll be surprised by the answers. That's La Confession, my podcast on Ahat Radio app. You may be scared by the idea of living separately, but I'm going to share with you how to make it work and be happy next. Bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm talking about marriage from a distance because I found out that 4 million Americans are living separately from their spouse, mostly for jobs, right? You know, there's a few people in prison, sadly, but mostly it's like you have a great job offer, the wife or the husband takes it, and then they try to make it work. And they make it work. And you wonder how. And here's what I found was the first important tip. Communication. So I found this example in the Wall Street Journal where there was this woman living in Kansas City. Her husband was living in Denver. They have a rule where six times a day they text each other. 
and they share each other what's going on. For instance, during dinner, they text about pictures of the food. Then, of course, they do after dinner a FaceTime video so the father can talk to these kids, talk to his wife, and the last text is more sweet or more personal or more intimate between the husband and wife. And then they meet on weekends, vacation, visit each other, and they're making it work. So communication is your first biggest element in a marriage from a distance. The second one, you want to know what it is? I'll tell you next. Bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous. Four million married Americans live separately, meaning for mostly job reasons, one lives in a different city than the other, and they make it work. How? First, they communicate regular hours, they FaceTime, they decide what the kids should eat, you know, and of course there's the visitation, all of that. The communication is the first key to living a happy life separately. The second thing is, have date nights. How? Well, let's say that you both want to see a movie. A, you decide together what movie you're going to see. B, decide what time will you see it, and you see it together. It also applies to Netflix, right? You may both love a series, and you don't go Netflix cheating on each other. You watch the same episode at night together. Let's say your kids are finally asleep, and that's your moment when you can talk, text about it. That's a great way to feel close to each other. So you can make it work. The important thing is not to see yourself as living separate lives. That's the key. I got to go to Emma on the phone. She wants kids. Her boyfriend doesn't. I'll talk to her next. Bonsoir, good evening, I'm Simon Marcel, welcome back to The Rendezvous. I have Emma listening and now 105.1 in Des Moines. Bonjour Emma. Bonjour. Bonjour, Hi, bonjour. Good, welcome to The Rendezvous. What is going on? Oh, wow, okay, I really need your advice, Simon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I'm 40 years old and um, I am very, very ready to get married and have kids. Okay. Um, the problem is I am kind of dating somebody right now who is 21 years old. Okay. And he already has a kid. Oh, I see. From a, from a previous relationship. So I know we've discussed this already, and I know he's not going to be ready for the things that I'm ready for for a while, for mm-hmm. a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what to do. It's hard to let go, but it's also hard to stay in it knowing that I still have to wait so long and I can't. So I feel that you already have the answer. So I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your intuition? This magic tool women possess, intuition, is telling you about should you stay or should you go? My intuition, I, I, I'm a hopeless romantic. and I, I Me tend too. To, I tend to follow my heart always and my heart won't let me go. But your so heart I- is not your intuition. I know. Your intuition is giving usually the green light, yellow light, or red light. So think about what is the right thing to do right now. I don't know. I feel like I should stay a little longer. Then listen, I mean, there's nothing wrong with staying a little bit longer. I, I don't like to tell people what to do because after all, it's your choice. And I said your intuition is always right. So here's my advice. Mm-hmm. Continue to listen to your intuition. I think you're totally real, you're totally transparent, and you're totally aware of all the difficulties you face with your actual boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Once the mother instinct and the fact that you want to be a mom will be stronger than the romantic instinct, then I Mm -hmm. guess, you know, things will resolve itself and you'll be ready for a different kind of relationship with a man who will be the father of your kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. Respect the timing. You're not ready yet. Soon you will be. (laughs) Take your time. Take your time, okay? Thank you so much, Simon. Thank you. Most welcome. Thank you for calling the rendezvous. Have a good night. You too. Sometimes age difference is a real challenge in relationships. Let's talk about that next.
Welcome back to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. I just talked to Emma, and it's difficult. You know, she has a 19 years difference with her boyfriend. He already has a kid. She wants to get married and have kids. He doesn't. So she wanted to listen to her heart, not to her intuition. And I said, that's okay, because you have to respect the time, right? And no matter what, you can't force somebody out of a relationship. But you got to realize that the one thing that will make big age difference relationship crack is the matter of having kids or not. Be on the same page from the beginning. If you ignore the signals at the beginning, you crack at the end. Now, there's a flip side to this. I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. And I'm going to share with you next what happened in my love life every time I said, I don't want kids. That's next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Here's my experience about, you know, being a man who doesn't want kids and, and what happened when every time I said that. Very simple. Every time I said, I don't want kids, the relationship either never went anywhere or there was no second date or third date or I've been left behind. I respect that. Even though I love other people's kids, you know, I love my goddaughter, I'm other figure for other kids in my life and I love them too. And I love dating single moms because they already have kids and I know I could be a good father figure. But if you're a man and you're talking about a single woman who have no kids, remember what happened to me. She will leave you every single time. You can't go against the maternal instinct. So that leads to a question. When is it the right time to say, I don't want kids when you meet someone? And that's next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous. Welcome back. I'm Simon Marcel. So I wanted to share my own personal story about this because, you know, we're talking about what happens in a relationship when the man doesn't want kids and the woman does. And I've made all the mistakes, so stay with me. First of all, when you're a man in your 20s and your 30s and you know you don't want kids, right? Um, you don't say it. You don't say it too fast because you know that takes away any chance for ooh-la-la. So call me a hypocrite or call me, you know, young or call me, you know, whatever. The mistakes I've made is I knew the minute I would say no kids, most of them, my girlfriend in my 20s would say, well, then what am I doing with you? There's no future. Even though you could get married with me, but if you wanted kids, it was not going to happen with me. So us men has usually a temptation because we like you, we want to be with you, we love the relationship, we know we love everything, to delay to answer that question. And we play that word, maybe, I'm not sure, if it's the right person. All those allies, all those excuses to keep the relationship going and keep you hoping that we may change our mind. My experience from other friends of mine, we don't change our mind. Rarely. It can happen. I'm not saying it never happens, but rarely. Now, let the flip side of when it comes to women I have dated in love is there's also a hope to change me, which is, you know, maybe I fall in love with Simon and he'll fall in love with me and I'll change his mind and he'll want babies with me and stuff like this. And we both play each other like this. But at the end, we're playing based not on the truth that one wants kids and the other doesn't. We play on the fact that we love each other and it's hard to say it's over. And that's that fear to say it's over because we don't want the same thing in life that keeps relationship going and going and going and usually ending with tears and crying. So should I regret that? No, I, I live like that. Um, now that I'm older, of course, it's different. Kids is not an option for me anymore, so I'm not thinking about that. And I think women uh, who are dating me are usually single moms that you know have their own kids, so things are good. But keep what I said in mind. Don't let love get in the way of having kids or not having kids. That's a decision that almost has nothing to do with just being together. 
whether you want to be a parent or you don't want to be a parent. There's no wrong answer. Only the truth is important. But how about being totally spontaneous? That's next on The Rendezvous. Bonsoir, it's Simon Marcel, you're on The Rendezvous. You know, uh, it's one thing to want to plan your life and having a family, and that's wonderful. Of course, it's the ultimate goals for most. But how about being totally spontaneous? I know everybody has a plan and, and a list and things, but how about thinking your memory? Do you have a, a moment where it was just all about the here and now? You may be, you know, in the mountains, you may be in the country, you may be wherever you were. You meet this person, fabulous chemistry. You know there's no future, but you make out all night. You have ooh la la, you eat, you know, an extraordinary sandwich, or at least it sounds extraordinary. You drink a, a, a bottle of wine from Italy or France or wherever, and you know, both of you, before you decide to move on, that it's not going to be forever. Don't you have a story like this? And I'm not talking about one night stand. I'm talking about a magic moment of romance. And I think it's always worth it. We can't have just the tears and the disappointment. And you know I have a smile when I talk to you because I remember all these wonderful stories. And I'm grateful for that. Be grateful for being spontaneous. That's what life is also about. So enjoy it. More rendezvous next. Simon Marcel on the rendezvous. Bonsoir. Uh, you know, I'm talking about the importance of being spontaneous. You know, there's the planning, the big picture, but there's also about the carpe diem, you know, enjoy the moment. And I'm so glad I just got this email sent at the rendezvousshow.com from Jessica, who's listening right now in Phoenix on Mix 96.9. And here's what she said. Simon, I'm listening to you talking about the spontaneous moments, and I couldn't agree more. I just met a wonderful man from Australia who's here in Phoenix, Arizona for business the next two days and we're going to enjoy this moment in time together. Not even thinking about the future. Life is too short. I want to enjoy. Thank you so much for sharing your love of being spontaneous. Thank you, Jessica, for listening, first of all, to me and the rendezvous. And yes, we all can do those moments. You just do it safely and you enjoy. It's not all about the future all the time. And you all have a story. Please call me. I love love stories. So you can call me if you have a love story to share at 855-905-8255. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, the host. You know, I love love stories because I'm romantic. I'm from Paris, if you haven't noticed the accent. And every time you have a love story, call me 855-905-8255. And I've got Laurie listening in Falcon, Colorado on my 99.9. Bonjour, Laurie. Hello, Simon. Hello. Uh, Laurie, you said you have a good love story for me? I do. I, I met the love of my life randomly walking down the street. And I was uh, leaving a store, and in my mind, I said, okay, when I leave the store, I need to go right, and I need to go to the bank and do some other errands before I head home. And for some reason, when I left the store, I went left. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I kept saying, okay, why'd you go left? You need to go right. And I just kept walking, and it's as if something was pulling me. Mm -hmm. And I even spoke up to God, and I said, okay, wherever you're taking me, and I walked about a block. And I passed a restaurant, and just as I passed by the front door of a restaurant, a gentleman walked out, and I looked at him, and it was that, ah, oh, feeling. I just felt this love or just beauty, but I kept on walking, and I got about 25 feet, and all uh -huh. of a sudden, 
I heard a gentleman say to me, he said, uh, excuse me, miss, I don't mean to bother you, uh-huh. but you're very beautiful. And I turned around, mm-hmm. and it was that same man that just came out of the restaurant. And in my head, I said, oh, my God, it's him. You serious? Yeah. Fantastic. And then what happened? And we walked for a little bit. We talked, and we exchanged phone numbers. Then we made a plan to meet. And we had a beautiful relationship for many years. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The most incredible thing in this story is how you took the wrong street. And I love how you say, you know, God, lead me to whatever you're leading me to. And then this happens. I mean, I love that. Sometimes you just got to go with the flow. And then there's those moments of love that happens just because you go with the flow instead of being logical, right? It was just that the whole thing was absolutely incredible thank you you can do just like laurie call me at any time you have a great love story we love great love story on the rendezvous 855-905-8255 laurie thank you so much for sharing that story with us thank you simon my favorite story to tell thank you more of the rendezvous next Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. First of all, thank you so much for your calls. Thank you for listening to me on The Rendezvous every night. Wherever you are and however you listen to me, I am very grateful to you for making this show what it is. So thank you. Uh, Another thing I'm really excited about is that I just talked about, you know, marriage from a distance. And there was a couple of things I had no time to share with you that I wanted to keep for my podcast. And it's all about is living apart when you're married or in a relationship a good option, yes or no? I have my thoughts. My producers, Jill and Patricia, had theirs. Great podcast. All you got to do is go to Ahat Radio app, type La Confession, and look for that episode. You might be surprised by what you're going to hear. Thanks again for spending your evening with me. Have a good night. Une bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show.